go. Welcome back to Talk in Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And tonight we're discussing season two, episode three. Are you ready for Friday night? Remember last week, Liz? You're like, wait, are you asking me a question or is that the name of the episode? I think I was like assuming you meant like it's going to be Friday night. Right. Not that the title was. Are you ready for Friday night? So Right. It makes sense. Uh, original air date for this episode was October 19th, 2007, written by Carrie Aaron and directed by Scythe Mann. Matt takes it upon himself to try to curb Smash's enthusiasm for the upcoming season. Tim turns to Lila when he spots his brother leaving his neighbor's house. Jason turns his attention to Mexico in effort to walk again. And Buddy turns to Coach Taylor to convince him to return as coach of the Panthers. Wow, we lots going on in this one. Yeah, I'd say yeah. so. The four words I gave you were apologize, hangover, captain, and quit. And Lisa, she sent in how like a little summary of how she felt about this episode. So I want to read that. She says, number one, Julie, you suck. Like, really suck. Number two, Tandry! Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Number three, happy to see Tim and Jason together again. And number four, buddy and coach team up. I'm here for it. What'd you think? I enjoyed the team up of Jason and Tim. Um, I really did like Tammy wanted to slap the shit out of her her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lots of frustrating people in this episode. <laughs> yeah, yes, and always, always Buddy. So Buddy's always frustrating to me. Yeah. Let's start with apologize. So this has to do with Tyra and Landry. So Tyra and Landry, they slept together. And I Tyra, did not expect that. <laughs> no, you didn't. And Tyra mm-hmm. says, this can't happen again. So it's like, this is a one-time deal. We're not making this a habit. So she sneaks Obviously. out the window and Landry dad sees, mm-hmm. which is like huge because now he's like, wait a minute, what's going on with my son? There's girls, especially Tyra, sneaking out of his window and they make eyes, right? So dad questions Landry about new friends and girls and then also questions him on the missing watch. And Landry, he says, oh yeah, no, I'm just getting it cleaned. It's no big deal. I have it. So he ends up going shopping for a new watch with Tyra and he says that he's gonna do everything in his power to keep her safe. Because obviously now it's like, it's almost like a ticking time bomb, right? This has to come to the surface. Tyra waits on Landry's dad at Applebee's and he questions her and he says, why are you seeing my son? What did you think of this? How did you take this? Well, at first I was taken aback that dad said such like low, low thing. Like he meant it as... My son, my son doesn't go out with girls like you. Yeah. And Tyra's like, but he does. And because he's a good, he's a good guy. And I like, I want to be with someone who's good like him. And you should know that if you were his dad. Like, I, I was like, yes, Tyra, thank you so much for saying that because his intentions weren't clear at first and then you're like is he saying it as i'm protective over my son so where do what do you kind of like what are your intentions with my son but he didn't word it like that no he worded it as my son is kind of like not up to kind of like my son is the geek why why are you looking at him for attention kind of thing right and it didn't it wasn't it wasn't a good look for the dad the dad that i liked last episode this week i'm like I think he meant well by it of just like, we're not used to this. So you're like, obviously he saw her sneak out. So what are you doing and what's going on with that? But she says, like, like you said, he's wonderful to be around. He's a good guy. And he does say thank you. Like, thank you for saying that about him. Right. It was almost like a test in a way. It was a test. It was a test, but it didn't. It started out like, where are you going with this dad? Right. I didn't like it. So after that you know, run in or after she waits on on Landry's dad, she sneaks into Landry's room and apologizes to him. Yeah. 
And so now it's like Tandri's back on. Vic says, do you think under any other circumstances Tyra would have shown interest in Landry? Would they have become more than friends with time if this whole murder situation didn't happen? I th- I want to say, yeah. I want to say that something else would have triggered her to realize that he is so good and so and is so in love with her. His quotes from, you know, last week. So I think, yeah, something would have triggered it in her brain because it already was even before this situation. Like she had to be reminded that he was a good friend. So then I feel like she could also be reminded like, yeah, he could be a good partner for me because he's not like the guys that I usually go for. So yeah, I think down the line, if this didn't happen, I could have saw like, you know, another couple of months Landry would have tried to make the move again and maybe she would have been okay with it. I mean, she wasn't not okay with it to begin with. We didn't really get to see the aftermath because the aftermath was of the attacker. So, but he does, he does try and lean in. He does try to make the move and she doesn't deny him, but she kind of just like brushes it off. So I, I, I don't know. I think they would have, something would have happened. I don't know if like they would have kept hooking up though. Like, I don't, I don't know if it was just, I was surprised that they had actually had sex because it's Landry and it's Tyra. And I feel like Tyra probably would have been like, you know what? Actually, I don't want to have sex with you. You're a good, you're like, you're a good guy. And like, I'm used to doing that. And they did have sex, but Again, I'm like rambling now. Maybe that sex was an extremely intimate moment between two people who actually really, really care about each other. So I don't want to take that away from them either. I just was surprised that they actually went through and had sex. I thought they just like kissed. Yeah, they were caught up in the moment. Yeah, sure were. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with them. Moving on, Tim, this hangover has to do with Tim. He sees Billy sneaking out of Jackie's house and it looks like they've been hooking up. So after questioning Billy, he tells him that they've been seeing each other for six weeks. It's getting serious. What did you think was going to happen? Did you really think a 33-year-old was going to go for you? She has a child. Vic wants to know, do you think it's wrong for Billy to pursue Jackie knowing how Tim felt, even though Tim shouldn't be with her? I kind of feel like it's bro code. It's bro code, but also Billy and Tim's relationship is so weird. Yeah. He's almost, as we know, his his dad figure. And at first, I didn't realize it was Billy. I was like, wait, is that Billy? And the way that Tim reacted to seeing them, I was like, wait, maybe it is. Maybe. And then I'm like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't. And then it was. And I'm like, oh, damn. Billy, really? Okay. And like, sh- sort of surprised that. Am I surprised in Jackie? Maybe I'm not surprised in Jackie. You know I'm not. Because we Jackie, don't really so. know her. We don't right. really know her. She She's looking for that, the warm hug at the end of the night kind of thing. Like, she needs that comfort. I'm ripping the tag off my t-shirt. Um, so, it doesn't surprise me that she fell into the arms of Billy, who lives next door. Yeah. Right. It's still the, icky, Like, what though. do you think? Yeah, like, do you think that that was wrong of Billy to do? I think there's a part of me that feels like, as Billy said, you're a kid. She's 33. I'm way more her age than you are. Yeah. And what did you think was going to happen? But it's, it's still hurtful. Yeah. It's still hurtful. Like, you know, like, I was hooking up with this woman, even if the age is wrong, like, or even if the age difference is big, and I am in high school, it still hurts. And like out of all of the girls, Billy, you couldn't have picked another woman. Yeah. There are so many other girls there in that town that I'm yeah. sure he's done. So go and do right. it again, you know, like. <laughs> right. So at practice, you know, McGregor is just, you know, drilling these boys hard. Tim ends up fainting. He's taken away on a stretcher and it's because he's dehydrated and he's not taking care of himself. He gets to the hospital. He can't be released without an adult. Billy is not available. But Lila shows up as a friend to repay him for helping her with Buddy. Sure, Jan. Yeah. She also pitches that he should come to church because he's lost. Hmm. 
I saw that coming, right? He we needs all did. to find Jesus to he needs, better himself. He needs to find something to motivate something, him. Something. Something. So Buddy ends up picking Rigo up, signs him out, and he tells him that the coach is pushing him too hard. Practices have been running overtime. Like, don't worry, we're noticing this. And Rigo, I'm just gonna call him Rigo from now on when it's a Rigo and Buddy mm-hmm. situation. But he stops and he says, Listen, it's not really the coach's fault. Like I was hungover. And Buddy's like, Don't you say that. I've seen you play hungover. This is a totally different situation. Like, this coach is drilling you. You can play hungover. This is not your fault, Rigo. Which I thought this was like a very humorous scene to me. It was, but also you're you're talking to an impressionable kid where sure. you're saying, it's okay that you're hungover. That's right. It's the coach's yeah. fault. Right. Which, you know, it's definitely the coach's fault and definitely Tim's fault too. They're both to blame. But yeah. Buddy just wants this guy out of there so bad. Well, Buddy's do trying to work. anything at any cost to get him out. Right. Buddy's trying to work every angle. So at practice, McGregor, Coach McGregor, he asked Jason, can you go over and talk to Riggins about gameplay? You know, they've had an interesting relationship because he approached, as we remember, Coach McGregor about maybe changing his tone on how he talks to players. And he was like, "Don't pretty much don't tell me what to do. You could either be a coach or you could be the mascot which was super insulting. Absolutely, yeah. But this showed like, okay, we're making some strides here. Can you go talk to your friend and talk to him about him showing up differently to when he comes to practice? So he ends up going to talk to Tim. Tim is drinking because he's resting, right? Yeah, Uh, and immediately sends Jason over the edge, though. He's uh, like, what the hell are you doing? Right, and Tim says, are you here talking as Coach Street or are you here talking as Friend Street? And he pretty much like throws McGregor in his face and he's so defensive. And Tim's like, you know what? You're a really lousy coach. You're a lousy friend. And uh, this is not working and I'm not listening to you. So this obviously strikes a chord. And as we said, like Tim needs something. So he ends up going to Lila's church and he finds her. He listens to the sermon. And I feel like we all got a little bit of Jesus in this episode. Like <laughs> what this, a fun this church, scene, like... right with the the music and everything i just felt like the words were super powerful i thought it was really great after this tim goes to visit lila and she's like how did you get in here and i love it because he says little garrity let me in yeah but like the girl is trying to get undressed how inappropriate at least knock oh yeah no there's no knocking there's no knocking so she's pissed she's like what are you doing but secretly she's like tim what are you doing here Right. But he says that going to church today allowed me to feel something and I felt closer to God. And then she hugs him and she goes, yes, I feel that all the time. And then he kisses her and she pushes him away. Good. And he says, I feel closer to God when I'm with you. And she says, did you think that line was really going to work on me? And like, I truly feel Tim didn't mean it like that. I think Tim is just trying to feel closer with someone and maybe felt the energy of church and like, okay, Lila's, I could feel closer to Lila and I felt something at this church. I don't think he was using it as a line. I really don't. I don't either. And I think Tim, his way of showing emotion is let's have sex. Like, let me kiss you. Let's have sex. And he doesn't know how to just like be a friend, be a confidant, be of, you know, just another church goer. He doesn't know how to do that. So Lila showed him the way and now he thinks that's like it needs to be romantic where she's like I'm not ready for that yet I'm I need to like take my baby steps with this especially because of their history and also like she's finding her Christianity again too so she doesn't really I'm sure want to explore something sexually with him yet because she doesn't really even she's trying to find herself so like let me find myself first, Tim, and you definitely need to find yourself first before we ever start doing that again. And this is not what I meant by this. It's, right. Yeah. Moving on to Captain, the Smash has taken his role pretty seriously. Matt approaches him about it and the way he's been handling everything and himself because truly he's acting solo and he's not really acting as a team. 
And he wants Smash to act like a captain, step up, bring everyone together. And Smash is like, listen, like, I'm a senior. I'm doing what I have to do. This is an important year for me. He's loving the attention. He admits to all of it, right? So Kim says, Coach Taylor was really good at knowing his players' strengths and weaknesses, but this new coach doesn't care about any of that. He's causing tension among the players. How do you feel about Smash being captain? Like his mom said in season one, he is a leader, and I see those qualities, but he's going about it in the wrong way in which Coach Taylor would have corrected that. Yeah, agreed. Um, But also, like, I'm I'm Team Smash. Like, I feel as though he works really freaking hard. He needs this. I mean, they all need it, but he's like, I need to start my I need to show the scouts that I can do this and this is my career and I'm a senior this is the most important year for me and so while I what I like what he's saying and he's saying to Matt the truth he's like I'm sorry but I'm not sorry yeah someone needs to knock him down a peg and just humble him a little bit and yeah we are missing that from coach and I'm surprised but yet not I guess because Matt is the quarterback that everyone was kind of like pushing Matt to be like hey Maybe you should say something because Matt is and was, was he the captain? Yeah, he was the captain. He was the captain. Yeah. Captain to captain. And then Smash says, well, kind of like, you're just jealous. Get over it. Um, And then Matt put him in this place a little bit later when they were working because Matt literally is his boss there at the Alamo Free. So he's like, I, I need you to like work with me here. Like we need to be a team. Not it's not just a Smash show. Right. And that's and the tension just keeps building throughout this episode, yeah. especially at work, because he wants him to get back to work doing what he's got to do. And Smash is just talking to girls. Mm-hmm. And so this is just like adding like adding fuel to this fire, which eventually Matt explodes, which we'll get to. Yeah. Also at home, Matt is frustrated because, as we know, Carlotta moved in and she seems to be doing everything for his grandmother, which was good because that's what she was hired for. But Matt's noticing he has no clean laundry. But who this did his very... laundry before Carlotta was there? Who did his laundry? Exactly. You, like I you always did assumed... your own laundry. You did your right. own laundry. You little shit. I would ass- don't go. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> That's right. I would assume that, right? Like you did your laundry and you did your grandmother's laundry because who else right. was doing it? Right. Yeah. And so he says like, you know, clean laundry. I don't have clean socks. And she's like, you can do it yourself. And it, it would be helpful. And you like helping people. Why can't you help me do my laundry? So Matt Matt's not having a great a great time in this episode. He was like not giving it up a little bit. No, he, was he wasn't. Like, let me let me be joking about this. Maybe she'll think it's cute. And she's like, no, you can still do your own laundry. Right. Exactly. Uh, moving on to quit. So Coach is visiting, and he's still getting judged by his choice for taking the TMU job. Mm-hmm. While at home, he discovers that Matt and Julie broke up because Matt approached him. And told him, like, I'm sorry, I apologize for the breakup. Tammy Which, had no idea. But did what did you think about Matt apologizing about the breakup? I mean, it's so he, Matt. You didn't have to do that, right? It's so sweet of you. You didn't have to do it. I'm like, oh, what? Like, you didn't offend anyone. And little, like, they don't even know that Julie was the one to cut it off. And he's the one apologizing. Like, so sweet. Yeah, I mean, Tammy tries to make small talk with Julie about the breakup. She's not having it. Like, she just wants nothing to do with it. Like, don't talk to no. me about that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Buddy calls Eric when Eric gets back to his job and says, listen, I need you to meet me. We'll meet in the middle, which is two hours each way, right, for each person. You need to make time for this. It's important. So they meet, and Eric tells Buddy that uh, I have a plan. And what would you say if I could get your job back? Like, I'll get rid of McGregor. But you need, and he he's so good at the manipulation, but like at this point, like we're rooting for Buddy, right? Because obviously we want Coach back. Like everything is so fucking shitty. And he's like, Tammy needs you. That baby needs you. Julie needs you. She's wearing clothes that she shouldn't be, hanging out with the Swede and making all these friends. I didn't like that comment, but. No, I know. He didn't have to say that. No. And, and Coach, right? Eric's like, are you sure you're just not upset because you're not allowed on the field to watch the games? And Buddy's like, no, like you need to come back for your family, which is like Buddy's telling the truth, but Buddy's like manipulating the situation. Yeah, I felt this whole speech was super selfish. I didn't feel like there was any um, like true 
concern for Coach's family. I honestly felt like Buddy was like, we need to get you back to Dylan. And however I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, but your family needs you and your baby's crying and your daughter's wearing this ridiculous outfit and she's dating the Swede. But I didn't feel like it was genuine. And the whole speech, I was like, you're still a piece of shit, buddy. (laughs) As much as I want to see Coach back, I don't need Buddy Garrity being the one to get him back there. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. But if it's anyone who's going to do it. Like Tammy will keep on trucking on, right? And Buddy would be the one to manipulate the situation. Like we need Buddy right now to drive this storyline, to drive this the way this is going. Julie, oh my goodness, Julie! Ooh, girl. So she's hanging out with the Swede and his friends, and she's like trying so hard to fit in, and it's like really uncomfortable. She makes comments about global warming, and it's just like bad news bears. Like I don't like any of this. So it's. Like 2 a.m., she's still not home. Oh, my God. What I thought was so ballsy is you're way past curfew, but you're outside your house making out with your new guy. You didn't even try and move. You didn't even care about moving the car anywhere but in front of your damn house. And that was so disrespectful. And she's like getting hot and heavy. Like they are about to move to another base. And Tammy, uh, she just was like, in beyond infuriating i I mean i can't even imagine how her emotions were during that moment of seeing your 15 year old making out with let's say an 18 19 year old in a van at two o'clock in the morning when she should have been home way before that hours and hours ago oh my god i mean it it kills me inside even to just talk about it i get get like a fist my hand balls into a fist i just like want to punch same i have fists too because it's so frustrating and she's such a brat (laughs) sees the van runs out there grabs julie out and julie's like take me away and he's like i can't do that that's kidnapping i'm not gonna like take you away your mother's literally ripping you out of the car the swede has ever said (laughs) which by the way the swede has a name what i found out in next week's episode they say the name yeah because it comes up in conversation and she goes he has a name it's and i can tell you or we can wait oh my god Uh, but i don't know why this wasn't listed on imdb i don't know why any of our listeners who have seen the show maybe they forgot didn't write in so i apologize because i really thought we never get the swede's name but we get the swede's name oh my god and clear eyes didn't even catch that either I um I'm behind on their episodes. Yet. Okay, so, so maybe they go into it. Maybe they go into it. Yeah, but I apologize about that. Uh, well, I look forward to listening next, like watching next week and finding out. Yeah, yeah, because we'll be together for that, so yeah. we can uh, discuss his name. But Vic says, "Would you pull your daughter out of a car like Tammy did after she said she wasn't coming inside? Only good thing the creep did was not take her anywhere." Well, yeah, I mean, that's the only good thing he did was say, no, I can't take you. That's literally kidnapping. Um, so I had like a an, a shred of, okay, okay, Swede, you know, as much as you're grimy, that was at least like the right thing to do. Right. Um, but you like, if my, I, I mean, obviously this, ne- this scenario would have never happened in my house. Um, Same. I respected my mother way too much to not ever do anything like that. Um, but I would have looked at the, I would have looked at the terror and like the fear and passion in my mother's eyes. And I would have been like, yeah, I'm getting out of that car because she's going to kill me regardless. So why am I going to make this guy try and like run, run someone down the road? Like, I would have gotten out of the car as much as it would have sucked. Like, you're already in trouble. What are you going to do? Are you going to run away? You're going to run away from your house? How about the fact that Tammy slapped her and Julie says, go to hell. You got rid of me when dad left and you had the baby. Like, Julie's dealing with some deep, deep feelings that she's not expressing. Right. She she needs to be talking to someone. And even before that, I'm, I think it was before that when she's like, your baby's crying. Yes, your baby like, is crying. Gracie's yep. crying. Your your baby is crying. I'm like, your baby oh, is crying. okay. So it's like that. It's like yeah. that. Yeah. She's got so much resentment towards this baby. And that is so sad because she literally could be 
like a second mom to this little one and she wants nothing to do with her. Um, I'm sure the baby senses that, you know, they're very in tune to like people's emotions around them and stuff. And I just, it's so painful to watch both Tammy go through something like this, Julie go through it and lashing out is her way of being like, see me kind of, even though she's saying that nobody does see her. You, the, the fact that your mom is caring that you're out until two o'clock in the morning, that is a concern. Like you are her child still. So yes, we still love you, Julie. We still want you to be part of this family. And they all just really need a humongous group therapy <laughs> situation. They really and do. what sucks is I know when Eric comes home, like things will get better, but it should have been talked about and worked on before he did. But it is what it is. Yeah. Just really sad. Um, my mom, no one has uh, ever raised a hand to me in my life. I am not a parent. I don't know um, anyone who has that parenting style or tactic. Um, but I really did want to slap her. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I saying know. it was right or wrong. Um, you do what you need to do for your own kid. But she really, she really was getting on everyone's nerves here. Like, so disrespectful. Like, so disrespectful. Mike wants to know, have either of you ever stayed out super late as a teenager and found your parents up waiting for you to get home? Mm, no, because I never had a curfew. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like, I, if I, yeah. as long as I told my mom I was okay and where I was, like... I didn't have a curfew. Um, nobody was wait. I mean, there was times w- as I got older and I was driving and stuff, my mom would be like, "I basically, like, I can't sleep until you're home. And that right. always used to piss me off because I'd be like, please just go to sleep. And as I get older, I think about it. Like, once you become a mother, you're a mother forever, regardless if your kid is 60, you know, you still worry about their safety. And so while it did annoy me that, I would come home and I would have to come home because my mom had to like go to work the next day. Like I can't go to sleep until you're home because I have to go to work the next day. And it's like, well, really you can go to sleep mom, but I get it. Like I get it. So you're not, you're never done parenting. And so the fact that my mom knew that about me, like we just had a, a trusting relationship where this is completely just not a good situation. Yeah, never really had to test those waters, to be honest. Will wants to know, how will Julie and Tammy find their way back to each other? Um, Talking. We need to talk it out, talk in therapy, talk alone, talk But like realistically, like you you said, when Coach comes home, it'll get better. Right, because now Coach is going to see it. He's going to be there, excuse me, to help and put his efforts now into his family completely again well not completely again because if he's going to be the coach of the Dillon Panthers it's going to be the same situation so it's like not as bad as when he was at TMU but it's still going to be shitty for them because his he does have priorities that are outside his family right so Jason he talks about stem cell surgery with Herc and Herc thinks he's crazy and that it's a scam he doesn't recommend it So this has also been going on in the background because as we know, Jason had the dreams and about walking and he can move. He's starting to make movement uh, with his hands and his fists. And this has inspired him, which he should, right? Like, I want to walk. Yeah. I I can't blame the kid, right? Right. You can't blame him. So we get to the game. It is Friday night and it's a shit show, even though they do win. No one is communicating. No one is acting like a game. I mean, no one is acting like a team, rather. McGregor calls Jason the mascot. Yeah. Uh, Matt snaps and attacks Smash, which is also so insane because this is something Matt would never do. And then on the sideline, yeah, then on the sideline, you have Coach watching the game. And he doesn't say anything, right? You just know from his looks of just like, this is what the hell is going on. What happened to my Panthers? What happened to my Panthers? So coach heads home. 
Him and Tammy talk about what happened at the game. Tammy tells him how she smacked Julie across the face. Like, clearly, this is not working. Yeah. So Eric ends up taking Buddy up on what he mentioned about coming back to coach because clearly this needs to happen. What? Oh, no. uh, Randy has this alarm clock that never goes off this whole week. It's been going off at like 830. We don't know why. So I just texted him. I'm like, alarm, because I can hear it. I hope it's not picking up. Um, no, anyway, sorry, go ahead, continue. <laughs> no, I just like, what do you think about Eric getting to the snapping point of he's taking Buddy up on taking getting his job back? Well, he's, like, what do you think about he, this? He sees his boys. He's like, they need me. My family yeah. needs me. My wife slapped my child. <laughs> like, <laughs> I need to. I need to come yeah. home because I don't yeah. truly and. At TMU, did he? He wasn't making like magic over there, you know. No, they didn't yet. have him doing good stuff. Yeah, he yet. was like, "All right, you know, I'll be, I'll tell this kid he's fired or uh, quit." You know, he's off the team or whatever. It just it's puny stuff, and so I feel like, yeah, it was a good step, foot in the door, but write it out for a couple more years here, and then go. You know, uh, right about that, coach working with a kid at TMU, a student, you know, a player, and then being like, oh, we're just going to let him go. And that's so not in his wheelhouse. He's like, I'd rather work with this player and now I have to be the one to let him go, which is like something that I'm not, this is not how I operate. Yeah. He's like, well, if you just give me like a little bit of time, they're like, we don't need time. We don't need it. Just get rid of it. Yeah. So he doesn't like that atmosphere either. And so right. he was like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm ready. I'm finally ready. It's been eight months. So, hey, you know, it's, it's a decent amount of time. Yeah. Mike wants to know, do you think this plan will work? And if coach comes back, will Smash still be captain? Yeah, I don't think he's going to take it away from Smash, at least at right, the end of the year. Like, there's no point. I think he's going to knock Smash down um, a little bit. And I think they, the boys will respect him enough to want to act like a team again. Uh, especially, especially smash. I think he, he'll still strive, but do it as a team. Like everyone should look good too, not just you. So I think he'll just keep him. uh, And maybe, I don't know if there's a co-captain, maybe he'll make Matt co-captain or something. I don't know if they do that. Yeah. (laughs) Jason ends up he he shows up to Riggins after at Riggins' house after the game. And he's like, "You know what, Riggins? I quit. And it's not because of you. I'm just letting you know this. Like you suck, and I'm going to Mexico, and next time you see me, I'm going to be walking. And I'm going to come kick your ass." I'm going to kick his ass. I'm like, "Please do. I'd yeah. love to see that." And Tim's just so like, then Rick, "All right." Tim is like, "Wait, you're going to Mexico? I'm coming with you." So Vic wants to know, are you looking forward to this trip to Mexico with the boys? What do you think is going to happen? I look forward to seeing like the road trip portion, but I don't want to see baby Jason get his heart broken when this is all going to fall through. But also glad that he's going to have his friend there to at least sort of protect him a little bit, especially if it's going to be a scam. Yeah. You know, like he Kim can might be like, oh, I don't think this is something's not right about this because Jason wants it so bad that he can't really think with a clear mind or see any of it as like realistic that this could not work for him. So right. he needs someone to kind of, you know, get him out of that headspace, which is also going to be really sad. And I think hopefully we'll bring these boys closer than they've been in a long time because. Tim will be the shoulder to cry on for Jason because I'm sure it's not going to be easy when Jason realizes like, Hey, this is actually not going to happen for me. Um, yeah. But these boys, they need to get their relationship repaired. They've been out of sync for a long time. And I wonder if they'll talk about Lila. I wonder if Jason's ready to talk about Lila. I don't know if he is. I mean, but actually it's, it's, we, we haven't seen him in eight months. <laughs> so maybe he's over it a little bit more than when we first, when we last left him in season one. So we'll see. Yeah. 
Uh, last but not least, when Matt goes home, he expresses that he hurt his shoulder. And so Carlotta massages it. Mm-hmm. And she starts singing a song that her mom used to sing to her. And she tells him that things will be better. Yeah, this so, is weird. <laughs> what do you think about this? It was a little weird. It, it was like uncomfortable. Yes. And not, it's just, oh, mm-hmm. it's just uncomfortable. I don't. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were zooming in and making it weird. Where it could have yes. just been sweet where she did it for him, but they made it weird. Right. So. They made it weird. That's- like, you don't, why do you have to force it on me? I already see what's happening. You don't need to force it on me. Like, you know it's coming. Yeah. Make it sweeter. Make it more like they're, like, yeah. becoming friends as opposed to, like, everything is so, like, sexualized. Like, ooh, right. she's touching me and she's getting close and our, her faces are close. Like, it doesn't need to be that way. I know. I have Ant in the I back of my head, but like, Liz, you wanted to get slowed down. Why everything wants to be so slow. <laughs> like, I do. I just want to see them, everything progress at a natural pace. Why do we have to speed it up? I mean, I get it's 15 episodes. I get why well, we have to speed it up. But if she's not going to be here in season three, then why you even, like, don't even do this then. You know? <laughs> what are we going to, what are we going to do with him though? He, like Julie's got the Swede, he's got Carlotta. Carlotta's living with them now. Yeah, it's very. It's like a live-in. It's too much. Could be girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I. Uh, it's like I like Carlotta and I like Matt. I just don't like this situation. It just doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. Yeah, it's like uncomfortable. Music in this episode, we have Match Drivers, Texas Tornadoes, The Ponies, and Delirious. What do you have for favorite quote? I had you can be lost in Dylan. You know. That's my quote. I thought that was very special. And I was like, yes, you absolutely can. Yes, you can. That was 100%. I felt that on many levels. Yeah. You can be lost anywhere. Yeah. At any time. I also loved, I don't want Glenn at the house with his hands in my wife's icebox. (laughs) Glenn. That was great. And I'm glad, and I like I trusted for sure, trusted Tammy and Coach like not to like explore other people, um, and I feel like they were kind of almost setting you up where Glenn could potentially have a crush, maybe or something like that. But they don't. I'm hopeful that that's not going to continue, especially because Coach is coming home. But I'm just like she just needs a platonic friend. Just give this girl yes. a friend. She needs help. It's just like, I mean, I know the baby, the baby's here. Gracie Bell came and everything. But like, what happened to Mayor Rodell? She was going to like work on her campaign. Those book club ladies, like, and I know we didn't really like them because they were boosters. But yeah. what happened to all of those women? You know, no one's there like, to help her. I know. No one's there to help you. What did you have for Coach Corner? I, um, what did I write down? Oh, I actually, I liked this, the scene between Jim, Jim. Jason and Tim, which is Jim. That's what I have, too. (laughs) That's what I have. Yeah. I mean, I loved that. Both scenes, actually. The first time Jason went there and then the second time Jason went there. But mostly the last one. Um, I know. Yeah. It's just sweet. I just love him being like, I'm quitting and it's not because of you. And I'm going to have legs and they're going to work. And then I'm going to come and kick your ass. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah. I liked how they made funny. it a little bit light, lighter and lighthearted where it could have been like you definitely could have giggled a little bit at what Jason was saying, even though what he was saying was so serious. But the way that Tim was taking it, he's like, wait a minute, you going to Mexico? Right. <laughs> like, it just, like I'm, I'm coming with you. And his like road beers. And Jason's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're ruining my life Always. every time with this kid. <laughs> Always. All right, let's go into MVP and shittiest. Do you have your MVP? My MVP is Tyra. Okay. Mine was Landry's dad, actually. Really? Yes. Do we have a name? Uh, I I have to check IMDb, yeah. but I'm just going to call him Landry's dad. We had two votes for that. We had Tyra, Eric, and Tammy votes. So good choices. But why did you pick Tyra? Uh, just for the speech in the diner. And I'm assuming that's why you picked... Landry's dad right yeah and also the fact that Landry's dad just you can tell just really cares about him yeah and I love how sweet he is with his wife you know like they seem to have a really good marriage and I I just like him I just he's yeah like he seems like a good dad he, he does seem like a good dad 
Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Do you have shittiest? Julie. Julie. So we had a lot of votes for Julie. And also I chose McGregor. We had votes for McGregor too. Yeah. Because like, fuck this coach. I mean, uh, Will said it really well. And let me pull up because he chose Coach McGregor as well. Will said, shittiest McGregor, he is a hard ass, which doesn't automatically make him bad. But when you add up how much of an ass he is, it's hard to ignore. So I I fully agree with that. And it's true because like time after time, after a while, you're just like, you suck. I just yeah. don't like you. Yeah. But Julie, because Julie. She's Julie. Really? And like, I I don't want to blame her because she still is a child going through a exactly. really traumatic experience. Like your parents right. aren't divorced, but they're basically separated and you don't speak to your dad and you don't speak to your mom. And now their focus is on a new baby and a new job and you're getting lost and then you don't really know who you are. And then you're falling out of love with the person that you thought you could trust and you don't really want that as your path. And so like, She's got so much going on, and I I feel badly for saying what I'm saying about her, but also as someone who was a teenager and is not anymore, I'm like, wow, <laughs> you're really going through it, and you're not handling it well, but again, she doesn't have the coping skills to handle it, because you never know what you're going to do in a situation you just get thrown in. Yeah. So a part of me really, it hurts to say she's my shittiest, but... I just felt like she was just disrespectful to her her mother. And her mother was so distraught at her actions. Like, you could just be disappointed in your child, but this was like, I cannot even believe that you're doing this again to me. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. And and she's not even remorseful. She's just like, this is your fault. Well, you know, you make your own actions. You do, you know, make your own actions too. Yeah. It's just who knew that being the only child was going to affect you so much at 15. Yeah. Like this change, it's just and and when you think of last season, Julie was always there to help. She was always helping that. We were we gave her so many times she won yeah. MVP for being the good girlfriend and putting herself second and showing up for Matt and his grandma. And this is just a totally different version of Julie. Yeah, it's almost like because she's never had a sibling, right? she is used to getting the attention and always coming first, which, yeah, obviously that's the way it should be when you're a child, you know, of, of and your parents should treat you that way. Sure. But not having to like share share attention is a rude awa- a rude awakening for her because she's been doing it for 15 years. It's not like she's yeah. been doing it for 5 years, you know, or she's 25 and she's out of the house and now she's got a newborn sibling. Right. But right. she's right she's living it. So, yeah. I uh uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> we uh, shall see what happens with her, but let's go into a booster of the week. Let's who are we supported by this week? Booster of the week. You're a total booster. This week I chose Kate. We have so many Kate. Kate. Um, Kate M. Professor Kate is Hi, her Kate. name. Kate actually started listening to this podcast because she's a newbie. I don't know if she went further than where we are now. Um, but I just wanted to say hello and thank you. We've been getting to know you more on um patreon from our topic tuesdays and you do send us questions for this podcast and she did start three gossip girls so we just want to say hey and also she was the one back that helped us with that giveaway because she had the extra t-shirt so i was like oh yeah so i just want to say hello and thank you and we super appreciate you because at least i know you're listening to this podcast so (laughs) <laughs> when I make this announcement on Wednesday for Gossip Girl, um, maybe you'll hear it, but maybe you won't. But um, I just wanted to thank you very much for being with us. You're a great addition. Did you give her? Did you give her a name? Professor. She's actually a oh, professor, professor, a college professor. 
Oh, okay. I was like, are, are you just, does she go by Professor Kate? Should yeah. I address her that way? She's this the is professor. Her nickname? The, you know, like I love uh, the colonel, like in Clue, like she's the professor. Yeah. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. That's so good. What emoji or which emoji should we pick to match with this episode? Oh, uh, beer. Is there a beer? <laughs> Yeah, well, there's the two beers. There's the two beer cheers, but I feel like we've done that. We did that on Gossip Girl, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we could, yeah, but we could always repeat. Like, this is could. a different show than Gossip Girl. We could definitely Girl. do that. So send us the two cheers beers going to Mexico. Yeah, or <laughs> you could do a church, even. You could do, oh, a church. That's good. Send us a church emoji if you're confused by what we mean by that. I have a feeling that church might be used very frequently on this this show, however. But uh, yeah, what can we do with that church emoji, Michelle? Oh, well, you could stick that in an Apple podcast review or you could DM it to us or you could email it to us. We just want to know you're listening. And we figured instead of writing a, a whole blurb, you could just drop us the emoji and that way we know you're listening. But if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you are enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review. It helps the show grow and it makes us really happy. And if we see that church emoji, we know that we inspired you to do so. So <laughs> please, con- please yes. consider doing it. Uh, we also have a new tier over on our Patreon network, the Full Hearts tier. Uh, starting at a dollar, you can help support our network. And every dollar that goes into the show goes into our network, really. I mean, you guys are the producers of all of our shows and you keep Total Betty running and it just, it warms our hearts and makes us so happy. So thank you to all our Bettys. And if you are considering pledging, check out patreon.com slash Total Betty Podcast Network. We appreciate it. Yeah, we love you. All right, let's see. I'm going to give you a look into next game's playbook and we're going to have our patron Jalon say Jillian join us and we're going to be live. Yeah, it's a loaded loaded episode and today while we're recording this is Jalonse's birthday. So how special. Yes. That's right. Uh if you're into watching us live if that's your thing, that that is a uh, a Patreon perk that we offer. But okay, this is for season 2 episode 4 Backfire. She frozen. I am. The girl is frozen. Oh, she's back. She's back. I am. You were frozen. Okay, we're so close. Okay, Okay. backfire. Okay, backfire. Four words: direction, permit, body, and kit meaning keep in touch. (laughs) I kind of cheated there. Body, well, I think the body will be discovered. Oh, I don't think Landry's watch is going to be on the body, though, but I think the whole day he's going to be panicked that his watch is. And what about Tyra, too? Yeah, and Tyra as well. Both of them, right? Um, Very good. Permit. Does Julie not drive? You are doing very well, my friend. She. Is pop because Landry drives, even though they're technically the same age, and everyone else seems to have driven a car already. So it's going to be Julie. She has to study for her permit test. The Swede is maybe going to help her because obviously she doesn't want like her family to help her. But maybe, just maybe, Coach will be back and he can help her practice for her test. Okay. Direction. <sighs> oh, that can go in so many directions. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, well, I know Tim can't read a map, so maybe he gets some lost somewhere. Um, same, Tim. I cannot read a map. Like, this is a good joke in my family that they're like, don't I let Alyssa either. drive pilot because she can't read a map. And I'm like, guys, what do we need maps well, like, for? There's Google. Like, there's Apple Maps. There's, you know, like, <laughs> what do we need maps for? At this point, what do we need maps for? Um, we don't. Direction. Oh, my God. I feel like this could be like a really deep-rooted word, like where it's something very poetic where someone is like their direction is lost or like they're going in a certain direction. I'll come back okay. to that one. Keep in touch. Keep in touch. K-I-T. K-I-T. Keep in touch. 
who are we leaving that needs to keep in touch? The, the TMU people? I don't really think they're going to care much to keep in touch with the coach. Yeah. Maybe the Swede is going. He got into a school or he's moving and he's like, yeah, Julie, we could keep in touch. Whatever you want. Maybe. Oh, my God. Maybe Julie loses her virginity to the Swede. And after that, he just is like up and leaves. I can see this happening because it's the Swede. Okay. Um, Good prediction. Direction, though. Directions, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with direction. Well, everybody can go in different directions. Absolutely. And they will. (laughs) Right. I know it's kind of a cop out, right? Mm. To give that word. Well, it's okay. Yeah. All right. So before we end... This evening, we do have Will's football poetry corner. Get those fingers up. Everybody's snapping. If you're listening in your car, if you're listening at your desk, I hope you snap. Please let us know that you're snapping. Will's football poetry corner, baptism by fire. Baptism by fire is when a player is thrown into a new position on the field where they are expected to perform in a high-pressure situation with no prior experience. Landry is adjusting to his new fiery situation with Tyra while Riggins is spiritually fired up for Lila while watching some baptisms. Julie wants to fire Tammy as her mom and Buddy is praying that McGregor gets fired as well. Very nice. Good job. Baptism by fire. That was so good. Thank you, Will, as always. Always great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone who's subscribing and downloading. We appreciate it. Uh, if you're into live podcasts, like we said, we'll be live next week. This is a call to all of our Upper East Siders patrons. Come join us next week. We will be live. And Jillian, our patron, will be joining us. Send us your questions and comments. Talk in Texas forever at gmail.com. We'll see you next week for episode four, Backfire. Thank you so much for listening to Talking Texas Forever, a Friday Night Lights podcast. You can email us at talkingtexasforever at gmail.com. If you're interested in seeing what we do with this show and all of our others, head over to Instagram at Total Betty Podcast Network. This has been a Total Betty Podcast, produced and edited by Michelle Rubenstein and Alyssa Tenio, music by Anthony Vacora. Mm-hmm.